It is the God of peace that crushes Satan under your feet. Hallelujah. It is the living word of the Most High God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that give you the ability to overcome the curse of the fall and the sin nature that you were born with in this world. Yes, you were born this way, but he doesn't intend to leave you in your current condition. He has a plan that he's enacted throughout the ages. To restore the children to the Father. That's all this is about. For once you come into these realms, your relationship, your personal relationship with the Father becomes so real, so tangible, that there can never be a doubt in your heart or mind that He is real, that He sees you, and that He hears your every thought. There is an experience of the Father where you understand and experience Him hearing your thoughts with the signs and the wonders and just the realities that He hears your thought and you know it. Not mentally, not emotionally, but in physical reality. You come to an understanding that this is your father. He is the father of all lights. And we want you to have a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We want you to have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And now... We want you to step into having a personal, intimate, more real, and solid experience of your Heavenly Father because He is the Father that heals your heart wounds, your Father wounds, all wounds. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. And who sent Jesus? The Father. He is the one who gave his Son. Amen. <laughs> to release the peace of the white dove to you. And what are we doing this season? Do you remember? We're checking our notes daily. Remind yourself. I'm checking my notes daily. I'm saving the posts that the apostles are writing. I'm making my own personal notes from revelation from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As I receive them, I'm making a note. Maybe I'm putting it in my phone. 
there's divine instruction there's divine revelation and as you take the time to review it whether you have it written in your heart and you just bring it back up even the apostles writing of I remind you it's this constant reminder not because you don't know and maybe you don't know but even if you know then you know <laughs> We need a constant reminder of these things. You're like Lucy in 51st dates every day when you wake up. And you go to sleep and you wake up. Do you remember what's going on? Do you remember the assignment? Do you remember what the word is this season? Do you remember the instruction he gave you yesterday? This week, last week, the instruction he gave you through the teachings of the apostles. It's not just for some mental knowledge. Ah, oh, now I know this. What does he want you to do with it? So, real quick, we're going to go through and read some of these notes. These are my notes, but they're my notes for you. They're my notes for me, because... We want to live a life in peace and in harmony with God, the Father of Lights. We love his instruction. His instruction is not burden burdensome. And there's a revelation in the hearing of the word. And let these words be written in our spirit, be written on the tablets of our hearts, and be written in our mind and on our forehead the name of God the Word of God he refreshes and restores my life myself he leads me in the paths of righteousness uprightness and right standing with him not for my earning it but for his name's sake. The paths of life. He leads me in it, the path of righteousness. For his name's sake. In his name. If you ask anything of me, in my name, he said, if you abide in me, I abide in you, ask anything in my name, and it will be given to you. That Hebrew name, that means in his name, in his character. It's the character of the divine nature being formed in you. Not in thought, not in emotion, an emotional religious experience. But in your day-to-day -day life, down into the nitty-gritty of who you are at your worst moment every day. Being resurrected physically, spiritually, morally. And the effect of his righteousness will be peace. Jesus said, I give you a peace, not as the world gives. My peace I give to you. What kind of peace is that of Jesus that the world doesn't give? Righteousness. 
and the effect of righteousness will be peace internal and external and the result of righteousness will be quietness and confident trust forever Isaiah 32 17 that is the stillness of the soul that whether you're in laughter whether you're in silence whatever it is that you're doing the effect of his righteousness working in our soul is the stillness the quietness of the high heavens and confident trust why is it confidence because you know that you know i hear and i see my heavenly father understand the gateway of the tree of life Jesus Christ as the narrow path through the second heavens into the third heavens. Cosmic tree of life, cosmic gateway. The cosmic gateway. Jesus is the gate. The sheep gate, not the goat gate or the cow gate the door to these realms there is no amount of mystical teaching of the advanced things of righteousness and of these mysteries of wisdom and revelation of these realms that will ever bring you into these realms we could teach on, I could teach on the mysteries and, and, and the things yet to come, the things that are not yet spoken of, and it would benefit you zero unless you know and understand, not in thought, not in emotion, oh, I feel like I know I agree with that, but in the physical day-to-day -day realities of what you do and what you say and how you speak and how you interact. There are specific things that you obey physically, morally, and spiritually. Those are what bring you into these realms. That is the gate that is Christ in his name, in his nature. Obedience to that, that lifts you up, brings you through the door, and takes you in. And what brought you in, that being solidified, is what keeps you. The door to these realms, into the tree of life, into the sun, has always been the same purity. Not just from the lust of the flesh, but the inclinations of the heart, in the most subtle forms of lust that appear, in the desire to give away the sacred heart affections, that disguises itself as love. Not open lust, but counterfeit agape. The cosmic tree of the knowledge of good and evil with fruit that has the appearance of perfection the fruit that has every outward appearance of agape love that would deceive even the elect i hope somebody is hearing me today this is your key now 
Yeah, you want to be a dimension keeper? Learn these keys. Receive these keys. As he gives them to you and you steward it properly, you steward it correctly, you receive a key. A golden key. Through obedience to be a keeper of that dimension which you were faithful in. Now, like most revelations that you see people receive, in the beginning, it is received humbly, in humility, often is received in honor and purity, but then what happens? Have you watched and seen? How many times have you seen it over the years? How many times after receiving as revelation, it fades from their soul? Until later on, it is as if they had never heard it. I've watched this happen firsthand many times and wondered why. Why so many in the body seem to have amnesia from all the lessons we've gone through corporately. I've asked the Lord, are they asleep? How is it that they cannot remember these things? Do they even know what happened? When will they wake up? Anytime that anyone has entered into the realm of cosmic righteousness, it has been through the purity in the putting away of false love. It is possible, after having tasted these realms of righteousness, that having encountered the wisdom of the ages in the celestial tree of life, that a higher, more subtle form of that which had deceived in times prior, while living on the earth, that this deception comes as so perfect in appearance that they cannot perceive that it is of the other tree, and they mistakenly believe that this fruit is being added unto them. Let me be clear, there are two trees in the celestial garden. They stand much closer than you think. And it's written here in the book of Enoch. And then I went over the summits of all these mountains far towards the east of the earth and passed over the Red Sea and went far from it and passed over the angel Zotiel. And I came to the garden of righteousness. I saw far beyond those trees, more trees, and they were numerous and large. There were two trees there. There were two trees there. Very large, beautiful, glorious, and magnificent. The tree of knowledge, whose holy fruit they ate and acquired great wisdom. The tree of knowledge, whose holy fruit they ate and acquired great wisdom wisdom in the garden of righteousness two trees there were two trees there very large beautiful glorious and magnificent the tree of knowledge whose holy fruit they ate 
and acquired great wisdom. That tree is in height like the fir, and its leaves are like those of the carob tree, and its fruit are like the clusters of the grape. Very beautiful, and the fragrance of the tree carries fall. And then I said, How beautiful is the tree, and how attractive is its look? Then Raphael, the holy angel who was with me, answered me and said, This is the tree of wisdom, of which your father of old and your mother of old, who were your progenitors, have eaten, and they learned wisdom, and their eyes were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they were driven out of the garden. And from there, chapter 33, And from there I went to the ends of the earth, and saw there, large beasts, and each differed from the other, and I saw birds also, differing in appearance and beauty and voice, the one differing from the other. There were two trees. The tree of wisdom, that is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Greeks seek wisdom, it is written. Jews seek signs and wonders. Righteousness is the serpent that devours all the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Righteousness and justice, his throne. Righteousness is the serpent that devours all the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or you can say, righteousness is the serpent that devours all of the tree of wisdom. If you are still looking for the fruit in the people coming to love and give affection to the apostles or just to yourself, you are still tasting of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil of counterfeit agape. It has been spoken in heaven and written on the earth. Never seek relationships. What does that mean? Never seek affection and love from humans. Don't do it. Why did they say that in heaven? Rick Joyner, the final quest, this witness in heaven. Why was it important to the Father to release this word to come into the earth dimension and be written? What did she say after she said that? Seek only pure worship. Because even in your flesh, in the current state, in the high heavens, in the third heavens, if it were not for the purity of that realm, he would have still been in a form of lust. That is why seek only pure worship. Never seek to receive love or affection or to give love or affection to others out of this, what this is. But you seek only pure worship. And the God who is the Father of all lights, Father of spirits, the Son and the Holy Spirit, will order all of your relationships in a way that is automatically so satisfying and so fulfilling. 
that there is no need, there is no want, there is no lack. It is overflowing, bubbling in the, the strictness of the righteousness, the rigid righteousness of the Holy One within you to peg you in the high place to give you power over the serpent in the celestial garden of the tree of wisdom that even if you as an elect one a chosen one a righteous one even if you could not discern there is a grace in the way of Christ in him that allows you to see and to hear what is from God, what is from the tree of life, and what is coming from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that is still riddled with fallen demon gods, wicked creatures of all kinds, that to this day almost no one can discern in these realms. It's only by grace. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted of the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming age, and have fallen away, to be brought back to repentance, to their loss. They are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting Him to public disgrace. Land that drinks in the rain, often falling on and produces a crop useful to those whom it is farmed and receives the blessing of God, but the land that produces Thorns and thistles is worthless and in danger of being cursed in the end it will be burned. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case. The things that have to do with salvation. It's always been in the last few years the cutting edge of what the Holy Spirit is working on to remove from the body is the false love and lust that all come from the same kingdom with different levels of deception. This is the purity that will grant you the vision to see beyond the veil of religion and rebellion. Religion is rebellion in denial. Some of the most misunderstood and spiritually opposed posts of mind have been the ones in the years and the times attacking false love and promoting pure devotion to Christ and reserving the affections of your heart for him and the one god has you in holy matrimony with my love my dove my only one the measure of our devotion to christ is automatically translated to our devotion in marriage relationship and in purity and friendship the key of song of solomon is going through learning wisdom through this experience after realizing the one christ in the all you leave the 99 for the one. You prefer the one above all. You reserve your heart affections for Christ alone within and not another. It reflects in a marriage relationship where you prefer your spouse above all others, even sacrificing the need and desire to have intimate friendships with the opposite sex trusting that God's plan is actually perfect. 
you let your human love die and watch the pure love of Christ begin to resurrect within you, giving you the supernatural ability to no longer lust or have eros attraction or false love counterfeit agape toward the opposite sex or same sex. When you truly make this sacrifice, it goes on autopilot. You become dead to lust and dead to false love, Eros. You become dead to counterfeit agape. This makes it easy to see, even if no one else can see it in operation around you. We decrease as we sacrifice our soul the desires of the heart emotions and what we think we know from prior experience about love or divine love which is usually, even as our recent guest speaker Joe talked about counterfeit spiritual experiences like drugs. Once you experience it, you can never experience it in that fullness again. You're always running around chasing that divine love high, you know. It's false. It's a lie. And people get addicted to counterfeit agape. But they'll never go into what the experiences that they thought they had, like the first time they did heroin. Letting it die because you know that what God will resurrect is the real promise. Many are afraid to do this because of idolatry, or we are not really convinced that our human love is demonic. Eros, lust, and counterfeit agape. May the seven spirits of Jesus increase in you at the sacrifice of your false love of your counterfeit agape and your desire for false love affection of the heart and intimate relationships with the opposite sex today in jesus name and you pray this prayer may i care for the pleasure of the father alone his plan for the kingdom age and not for the pleasure of another in jesus name Amen. Be blessed and may you be empowered to rise and stay pegged in the high place at the word of God in Jesus name. Amen.